LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. G'day, I'm Scott Sanders. And I'm Maddie Galea. Welcome to The One Thing, a podcast designed to give you one solid, practical tip for gospel-centered ministry every week. Hello, Scott. G'day, Maddie. It's good to have you back on the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. I was going to say my show, but it's now our show. Our show. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome to the team. Thank you. I uh, I hear it's your daughter's birthday on Friday. I do. I have. I now have two. Well, tomorrow, which is really irrelevant because you're probably li- you're listening and it's already happened. But tomorrow, my daughter is turning 13. It's my second teenager in the family. How are you feeling? Well, I'm actually pretty excited. I, I, I really don't like babies and I really don't like toddlers. Um, okay. And so I just wish you could get kids really at like That's 12 or 13. Fun. Yeah. I, we've always wanted to adopt and I'm just waiting for the youngest to get over the age of 12 so that we can adopt a 12 year old. Great. Yeah. Okay. Well, the one thing's brought to you by Geneva Push, the Australian Church Planning Network, and Reach Australia. We're also proudly part of the Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network. And we'd encourage you to check out our new network page on iTunes and see all the other quality Christian podcasts that are available there. But for now, you've pressed play on another episode of The One Thing. Read with me. Well, welcome, Andrew West. Thank you. Great to have you with us. Good to be here. You are part of the team at Church by the Bridge in St. Augustine's. Uh, and you're talking with us today about the campaign Read With Me. So for those who don't know about Read With Me, can you briefly describe uh, the idea behind it and where it came from? Yeah, so the idea is to encourage people in our church to read the Bible one-to-one. And we're saying you can read the Bible one-to-one in two different ways. You can read with someone who's a Christian, Hmm. uh, discipling one another, or you can read with someone who's not a Christian and try and reach your friends with the gospel of Jesus. Yeah, cool. So why do you think people don't want to read the Bible one-to-one or what could be the obstacles in that? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, Paul Dale, who is our senior pastor, he talks about how when he was in the UK, heaps of people were reading the Bible one-to-one. It was just part of the culture. And then he came here to Australia and hardly anyone was doing it. And I think there's a few reasons for that. I think one of them is people are afraid about commitment. So they think, if I'm asking someone to read the Bible one-to-one with me, it's like I'm asking them on a long-term relationship, I'm locked in. (laughs) Uh, And so we're just encouraging people that, you know, uh, just try it for six weeks, you know. Uh, It's not a long-term thing, just give it a go. I think another reason is people feel incompetent. They feel like they can't do it. That's something that a pastor needs to do or someone who's gone to Bible college. I could never do that. And again, we're just trying to encourage people that this is God's word. You just open the pages of the Bible and watch God work. You don't have to be well-trained. And I think the other thing is just people feel like they don't have time. You know, people are busy. Um, yeah, they're working long days. Uh, and again, it's just helping people to see this can happen in a lunch break. This can happen you know, before work. This can happen fortnightly. It's meant to be very chilled and relaxing. And so just helping people get over some of those reasons why they're hesitant yeah yeah so i'm keen i'm keen to sort of understand how does this fit in to the overall mission or evangelism strategy how does it fit into the overall maturity Mm. um strategy because you'd think you'd have some of these things already in place yeah yeah yeah. i mean certainly there were a bunch of people in our church reading the bible one-to-one and that was awesome um but i think you'd say it's not it wasn't part of our culture 
part of our DNA. Certainly not as much as we wanted it to be. And so um, basically, uh, certainly with evangelism, so encouraging people to read with their non-Christian friends, I think we have we run Alpha, we run Christianity Explored, and we've, we've been doing that for ages and um, goes really well. And I think this is something that complements that. You know, courses are great, um, but courses aren't always the right thing. You know, sometimes it's just saying, hey, do you want to grab a coffee and read John's Gospel together? And so I think, you know, you might read the Bible with someone and then invite them along to a course or the other way around. They finish the course and then you say, hey, you want to grab a coffee? Um, so I think they complement each other really well. Uh, so Church by the Bridge, you know, quite a nice area. Um, has a, it's all right. It's, yeah, no, it does, does all what right. What are you saying, Maddie? What are you <laughs> saying? Hey, I said it is a nice area. Unbelievable. I grew up in Rudy Hill, you know, but uh, it is a beautiful area. Um, high percentage of university graduates, um, you're assuming strong literacy literacy skills, comfortable around books. Do you think this would translate well to working class area or low socioeconomic area? Mm-hmm. Uh, firstly, I'd say, I mean, I, mean, I thought Kirribilli uh, was only uh, rich, well-educated people, but there is a, quite a variety of people there, mm-hmm. um, which was surprising. I think, would this work in a working class area? Uh, I think so, you know, because I think it's, you know, it comes back to your theology. God speaks through his word. Mm-hmm. And anyone can read the Bible. Anyone can do it. And anyone can read it with someone else. And particularly with the word one-to-one, so if you're not familiar with it, there are resources that the official word one-to-one guys have produced. And, um, you know, they're little books. And it's got on one side, it's got the text of John's gospel. Mm-hmm. On the other side, it's got some notes. And it's just designed so that anyone can do it. You don't even have to do any prep. You can just read through it together and let it guide your conversation. And so I think, I don't think you have to be well-educated. I mean, I'm sure that it's not the right thing for everyone, absolutely. Um, But I'd like to hope that it's something everyone can do. Uh, So you shared a little bit about, uh, you know, uh, promoting it during COVID. You know, you had the restrictions of one-to-one, so you went with that. Mm. Um, Maybe just take us through, you know, how did you let people know about it? um, And did you get much of an uptake in that? Mm. Uh, so we did a big public launch in one of our Sundays. So it was a, a three or four minute promo video that I did um, just talking about why we love God's word, why reading the Bible one-to-one is a great thing to do and how to get started. Uh, a bit of a G up thing, sending people to the website. And then since then, it's been trying to share those stories, interviews, testimonies. So I did an interview with someone who I was reading with who became a Christian Mm-hmm. Um, we've shared a few other stories like that um, and just tried to keep it on the agenda. I don't think we've done that as well as we could have, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you've always got to fight to try and keep that kind of thing front and centre. It can get lost in announcements or lost in other things you're trying to do. And so that has been something I think we've had to wrestle with. And particularly with COVID, it's just made everything a bit more messy, I think. Yeah. And, you know, if we were doing this pre-COVID, I think what we would have done is uh, had a little table at the back of church and said, hey, on your way out, why don't you grab a word one-to-one pack or you know, grab some information? We couldn't do that. And so we've had to post things out to people. And that's been really annoying. <laughs> so, someone wants to read the Bible with a non-Christian and we had to, had to post them the word one-to-one and they've got to pay through our website and we've got to go to the post office. That's been tricky. Yeah. So. Yeah. So what kind of following was built into the process? You said, you know, one of the advantages is that you don't have to do all these measures and, yeah. and check on these things. You can just kind of do the work and 
see what happens. And in some sense, it's going to be a, a year before I reckon you, you, know, yeah. you see the outcome. Yeah. What, what have you built in to uh, help sustain people and continue people on? In this? Yeah, I don't think we've done this super well, if I'm going to be honest. Yep. I think um, uh, it's hard to, to try and keep track of how people are going, particularly when you don't see them on a Sunday, as we've, we've been experiencing throughout this COVID time. Um, so I don't think we've done the encouraging as well as we could. Uh, one thing we do try and do is when we gather as a staff team, um, we always share stories all the time. Paul's great at that. Um, we always share encouragements. How have we seen God working? Mm. Who have we seen become a Christian? Um, how are people being built up? And regularly people are sharing stories about one-to-one. You know? I've been reading the Bible one-to-one with this person or this person I've heard has just uh, walked their friend through John's gospel. So this is a great campaign. A lot of effort you guys have put in. Has anyone become a Christian? Yeah. Uh, we've had one guy become a Christian, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, I was reading with him, actually. Uh, we were reading through John's Gospel. And I remember the moment where he was struck. I think it was about John 4 or 5. He realized that being a Christian is not about what you do and earning God's approval, but it's about God's grace and his love. And his eyes honestly lit up. Mm. Um, a few weeks later, I remember asking him, what's holding you back from becoming a Christian? And he said nothing, and we, we prayed together. And he's now a member of our church, and um, he shared his story to our church about reading John's Gospel together. Um, so that's awesome. It's only been two months since we launched it, so I'm praying more people will be converted. And um, I know there are people who are sharing the Gospel with their friends. It's the perspicuity of Scripture, that, that clarity. Uh, yeah. it's, a, it's a theological term that says everyone can understand it. And, yes. And that... Like I love it. I was I was chatting with Derek um, a couple of weeks ago. A guy's just recently come to church, yeah. and has just started going, you know, to one of their small groups, and they're reading through Romans, and uh, you know they they read. He, he just he just told this great story. They're they're reading through the first chapter of Romans, and then he just starts going, "What about what about the non Christian? You know, what about the person who you know can never hear about Jesus? Do, I've got like, what about you know?" And he just started basically, you know, what what about a I feel like I'm a Christian, but I'm not a Christian. I feel like yeah. I I get tempted and I. And, and he was just able to just go, wow, Romans is just going to just unpack, you know, all your questions and answer all these things. Yeah. I mean, I love that you, you're trying to, you know, and you can you can hear it as you speak as well. You, I love that you're wanting to get people deep in the word mm. and and loving it, but loving it, you know, loving it and, and in a sense that they just want to open it up with with, yeah. with whoever and whomever. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm, you know, I guess I pray, I pray with you that the, the, the result and the fruit of it is a church that's, doing it deliberately and intentionally with the um, unbeliever, but also hopefully, you know, you're gospeling one another and, and loving one another um, through opening up God's word. So, so uh, Westy, the big question is, are you going to do it again? And if you are going to do it again, what would you do differently? It's a good question. I hope we don't stop. Like this isn't a program, right? This is not an event we're running. You know, we're not asking people to sign up and then we're, you know, it's happening in two months' time. It's the DNA. Yeah, um, I'm, cult, I'm hearing. Will, I'm hearing the culture, culture DNA. We want to make this just an ordinary, yeah. an ordinary thing. We want to hear stories, not of the experts like you yeah. who see Christians come as a result of it, but <laughs> the everyday person opening up the Bible and, and seeing change. Yeah. So I think this will be a success if we don't stop and more and more people do it, and it's just natural. Yeah. So what would you do differently? I think what we do differently is you got people who hear this and they go, "Yeah, I'll read the Bible with someone." And they have all these good intentions and then life gets busy and it falls by the wayside and it doesn't happen. I think what we do differently is holding people accountable, so to speak. 
So, you know, um, a few weeks after, checking in with them. Hey, how you doing? Um, how's it going reading, reading the bar with your friend from work? Can we support you in any way? Have you got any encouraging stories we can share with other people from church? Do you need any more resources or training? That kind of thing. I don't think we've done that as well as we could. And so I think we'd do that differently next time. What's the one thing you want our listeners to know about Read With Me? I think the one thing would be, do you really believe God speaks through his word, that he can save people, that he can grow with people? Because if you do, then just open the pages of the Bible and watch God work. Mm. It's as simple as that. Awesome. Scott, tell us what's in the toolbox. Maddie, I got... Uh... <laughs> Maddie! <laughs> Maddie! <laughs> Sorry, I should be calling you Madeline, shouldn't I? No, I don't. I don't. Well, I do love Madeline, but okay. oh, it's a lost cause. <clears throat> Madeline, I got three things. Uh, the first is the Church by the Bridge website, readwithme.com.au. Now, I'm sure if you gave Westy a call, you could rip off those videos and create your own <laughs> uh, your own page. But go check out and uh, and see it. The Church by the Bridge guys have got some very talented people there, uh, but don't feel like you need to do it as good as them. Uh, but do something. Uh, it's very easy just to rip one of those videos off and link to it and, uh, and go from there. Second one is the wordone1.com. Uh, this has come out of some churches in England. It's an excellent uh, website. I'm going to point you to that website, but my favorite resource from that website is this. It's actually uh, 10 things that hinder reading the Bible with people. Uh, and it's put together by the guy who founded this ministry. And I think it's exceptional because we as Christians just become so used to reading the Bible. And we forget that actually reading out loud and um, a lot of the Christian things that we do as we read God's word are very unusual. You think of any times where you read the Bible aloud, you, you, or read anything aloud, it's, it's pretty unusual. And so uh, here are some really helpful tips and we'll give a link in the show notes to those 10 helpful tips. And if you like what you heard today on The One Thing... Well, of course they like what they heard on The One Thing today, Madeline. It was an excellent episode today. You never know. Well, if you did like it, we'd appreciate it if you'd take a moment to rate the show on iTunes and even leave a comment. Thanks for joining us today for another episode of The One Thing. I'm Scott Sanders. And I'm Maddie Galea. Chat, Chat soon. soon.